the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we shall be talking about teeth whitening, high pressure situations, of which one is now because Bush is under the table and eat your veg day. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat, of course, and great songs thrown in just because we love to. Bush, great to hear your bassy tones coming in there. Thank lovely. you very much. I lovely feel a bit bassy. Lovely to have you on board. Lovely to have you on board. Good to be here. Count Basie of magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> but you've had your teeth whitened. No, I haven't. Bush, you you drew back your top gum then. Have you had your teeth whitened? I have not had my teeth whitened. I think, why? I beg to differ. I think you have. I'd say, if anything, they've got worse over the years. <laughs> I think they're rather good. Really? I had my teeth whitened once, about four or five years ago. Did it hurt? The most painful thing <gasps> I've ever done in my life. Why? I always find any kind of thing where somebody needs to leave the room when they press a button and it happens to you, it's always quite bad. Bush, hang on. That should not happen when you have your teeth whitened, mate. She went in the other room. That's for an x-ray, my love. (laughs) She did, honestly. She said, put this... They put the paste on my teeth and then she put something on top of it and then she said, right, I've got to go in the other room for when I press the button. So she went in the other room and pressed the button and my teeth hurt for ages. How long were you in there on your own? About half an hour or so, I think it was. Matey, have you been... (laughs) I've never heard of that. Yeah. procedure before it's it's when they they think you've got a filling and then they put the x-ray sort of gun thing yeah. against your uh, cheek and then mm. they run out which is i i agree it's a bit alarming it's a bit it weird. takes a nanosecond and they all rush back in yeah the fact that you were left for half an hour mate <laughs> and it was very very painful yeah have you been back to this dentist never i've never gone back there since it was does really it, unsettling does this dentist still work does it, does it still exist? Do you know what? I've not bumped into her since, to be honest with you, and it did cost quite a bit of money, so I do wonder whether I might have been ripped off. And did it work? Did your teeth look whiter? A little bit, but not as much as I was hoping for after all that pain. Matey, the only experience I've had of teeth whitening is my sister, who had a pack, a sort of, um, you know, like a plastic mould of her teeth. Like a gum guard. Filled it with stuff, and then she'd, you know, go for a walk in the park every morning with it on. That's, that's, that, that's teeth whitening. And just hope to God you don't bump into someone. Yes. But it never involves somebody leaving you in a room and themselves running out of it for half an hour. It was like, um, have you ever seen the movie Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis on the top at the very end of the film and there's electricity everywhere? Of course. It was like that, but in my teeth. Like, like flashes of blue. Flashes of blue electricity, Mel. Matey, I, I need to compose myself. <laughs> we need to just wrap up the, t- the tooth whitening affair, yeah. as I'm now calling it. Uh... I think you need to find the dentist that did it and uh, go and ask a few questions. How many years ago was it? This was quite, it was about five or six years ago. And okay. It was back in Bristol when I used to live oh, in okay. Bristol. But okay. I mean, I just think all these procedures are quite painful. Like, have you ever had your eyebrows threaded? Yes, I have it done regularly, mate. That it's, looks so painful. It is sheer agony. Now tell me what they do again with threading. I don't know because I keep my eyes closed <laughs> and they're, my eyes are just watering and I'm just clenching every part of my body to make the pain go away. As far as I can tell, it's a woman with a bit of thread and she does something really quick and then makes your eyebrows bleed. It feels like they are being... <laughs> is that what it is? It's, it's, essentially it is. I've actually got a bit of wounding. Have you? Yes, I've actually got some marks that won't go away from where I was threaded. It's like somebody slicing them off. Oh. But my goodness, you get a good line. Well, what about like, because the other thing, I talked to my girlfriend oh, about this, laser hair removal. Never against, had it done. Never had it done. Is that really painful, getting your, your hair lasered off? I don't know, but I'm quite intrigued. Yeah. Has she had it? Have you had it done? 
Well, I, I think in for a penny, in for a pound. If I've had my teeth nearly fried by electricity, I might as well get my le- hairy legs lasered if I'm going to get into cycling or something. But guys have that, you know, the shoulder, the shoulder hair. Yeah. They have the shoulder hair lasered off, don't they? Yes. I should imagine that's a bit painful. But I hope, luckily, I don't have that problem. I'm okay. Shoulder hair? I don't have shoulder hair. <laughs> Let's just get this I out like in the open now. shoulder hair. Do you like shoulder hair on a man? I What about, what about <laughs> man... <laughs> What about man hair that pokes up from just above the collar line? Front or back? Bit of both. Front I can deal with. Yeah. There's something a little bit... Oh, hello, sailor. Back, <laughs> not so sure. <laughs> not, not, quite, not quite so alluring. And if it's coming out of the bottom of the shirt, then, <laughs> then you've, you've got worries. Um, well, I think we've covered that. I will literally... I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I feel like I'm betraying my beloved, but I will be buying a nose hair trimmer. Oh, really? We got to that. For Christmas, we... yeah. Oh, how, how do you give that in a present without it being a slap in the face? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what? I had a pasty for lunch. Oh, I love a pasty. I oh, love here's the Poddingtons. Oh, oh, I love pasties. So do I. I love a pasty. What flavour was it, love? It was a, it was a Ginster's steak and just a normal <sighs> steak pasty. If I could marry a food, I'd marry a pasty. Pasties are gorgeous. What would you marry, Mel? What food would you marry? If it was, if there was a food I could marry, I think it would be. Um, oh, it's going to sound poncy. Avocado on toast. Oh, would you now? <laughs> I love avocado on toast. You can't beat it, can you? Just can't. Bit of salt on top as well. A little sprinkle of crystallized bit salt. Of peps, bit, bit of peps. Bit of cumin. Bit of cumin, mate. Oh, you put cumin on there? I'd never done that before. I'll do that next time. Oh, so good. I've got my hand stuck in a pot, which has got people's questions written in it. Just as Mel's coughing up. Oh, man, come on. Here we go. Right, uh, these questions written by people in our office. Thank you for listening to this podcast, by the way. Yeah, we love you. We love all of you. We heart you, we do. Uh, You're our favourite people. What 80s TV show would you bring back, Mel, and why? Heart to Heart. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's classic. It's the man and wife detective team mm-hmm. uh, in, I believe it must have been the West Coast of America, wasn't it? It was California. Yeah. Lots of sort of white suits, um, <laughs> you know, with the sleeves rolled up. A lot of espadrille action. Loads. And um, what's her face? Uh, the, the, the wife. Mrs. Stephanie Beecham. Stephanie Beecham. Stephanie no, Beecham. hang on, hang on. No, not Stephanie Beecham. It was Stephanie, but it wasn't Beecham. Because Stephanie Beecham was Dynasty. Oh, no, I've got that. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it had that brilliant uh, theme tune. This is this is Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. Do you remember that? <laughs> what was that guy called? The guy that used to yeah, do the... Yeah, uh... I know. I know. I know I should know this. This is absolutely appalling. But it had a really good kind of... Underneath. This is like my mum and dad watching telly where neither of them can remember the name of any of the people that they're talking about. What's his name, the one that was in? Dot, I dot, know, dot. I know. What, what did we used to do before the internet? I don't know. We had encyclopedia. Or someone would have run to Encyclopedia Britannica and yes. looked up the name of the woman from... Yes, or you phoned, you phoned the Daily Telegraph Information Service. <laughs> and there was always a person on the other end and you said, uh, what's the capital of uh, Bolivia? And then they told you the thing, the answer. Oh. I can't remember the answer uh, to that right now. Um, Bush. How about yourself? I would go for a TV show that I've been talking to my daughter a lot about recently. I'm always going on at her about how scary Telly was when I was a kid. Yeah. And that she doesn't need to be scared if there's something a bit scary in a film or whatever. Yes. Um, And I used to be petrified of a kid's show called Chocky. 
Somebody else was talking to me about Chucky. Chucky. And the, and the opening was he a robot? sequence. It was, a, it was from outer space. Yeah. It was oh. like hovering about. And he kind of, he, he like messes with this kid's mind. He's really weird. It's like an alien that's just like a, a horrible prankster. Was there a character called Keop in I it? I don't know. I'm not that sure. That used to go. Burp, 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 burp. I don't think I, I don't think he was in is it. That no. Chucky. See, I think that's a little bit past my time. Because yeah, it's a little bit past my time. You see, TV in that era, especially like sci-fi, because that thing you're talking about sounds like it might be in Blake Seven or something. Yeah, you had kind of like scary old thespian actors. Yes, doing stuff that was kind of. Oh, I come from the planet Gallifrey. <laughs> Laser beams. Laser beams everywhere. <laughs> They were all thesps, and it was more scary as a result of it, I think. They were all thesps, So they? I would love to bring Chucky back just to show people just how psychologically terrifying it was. Live action or cartoon? Bit of both. Oh, you see, that's scary already. Scary already, especially the opening sequence was like a clay model of the kid's head rotating with the weird music. The music for Chucky was scarier than any other theme it music It sounds ever. like a horror film. Terrifying. It sounds man. like the Ruddy Exorcist. It was up there. Chucky. Up there. Yes. Oh. <sighs> it's Mel G on Magic now. Listen. Oh, be still, my beating heart. Yes. You know what this is? I'm going to go against the rhythm. It's Bush's Red Letter Day. I'm not going to go with the rhythm today. Yeah, because I'm feeling a bit like, yeah, contrary. Um, Bush, <laughs> I know for a fact that it's June the 17th. Yeah. It's very, very near our Wiccan solstice. But what day is it, actually? What actual day is it? Well, this kind of ties into the druidic stuff we were talking about earlier on. Serious? It's World Eat Your Vegetables Day today. Oh. Eat your vegetables. If you've got kids that won't eat their veg, tell them when they have to today because it's World Eat Your Veg Day. Brilliant. Here are three amazing facts about veg. Good. First of all, using a pen and made a mistake... No problem. Simply pull out a cucumber and rub the outside of its skin on the pen and it will erase like Stop a rubber. Stop it. Honestly true. Now, is that an ink pen or is that biro? I think either. It does all sorts of pens. Love it. Second fact, fact please, Bush. Fact number two. If you hold a slice of bread in your mouth whilst chopping onions, you don't cry. That's ludicrous. Isn't that unbelievable? That's great. Because I wear shades when I... Um... Chop onions. Do you really? Yeah. I get it really badly, the old crying. But does the shade stop the crying? Yeah. Does it really? Or goggles. You can wear swimming goggles. <laughs> but I will try the bread next time. Thank you very much for that, Bush. Or upgrade with goggles and bread in your mouth and your husband will probably have to call people for help. Belt and braces. There you go. Uh, third fact, pineapple can ruin your sense of taste. Now, Bush, hang on. Is a pineapple a vegetable or is it a fruit? That's a really good point. I'm not looking you in the eye at this point, Bush, because I want you to... I want you just to clarify. I've made a terrible, oh, terrible dear. mistake. Cut the want, music, I, please. Cut the music. Oh, no, don't Cut deprive the, me of my no, music. Cut the music. This has never happened on this show She's before. incandescent with rage. Bush's red letter day has become Bush's beige letter day. Gaff. There's gaff after gaff. Do you know what happened? I got so excited about this fact that I then snuck it in and Tell me anyway. didn't Come fact on. check it. Let's have the music back. Let's have the, music, the music back. back. Let's have the music back. Yeah. Well, here we Come go. On. Here we go. Give me your pineapple vegetable fact. So, pineapples can ruin your sense of taste. A little known fact about pineapple is that it contains the enzyme called bromelain. The enzyme breaks and numbs your taste buds. This can wreck your palate for the rest of the day until your mouth can heal itself. What? Isn't that unbelievable? So don't go eating pineapple in the morning because you won't be able to taste anything until bedtime. The power of the pineapple. It's also singers drink tons of pineapple juice, ideally fresh, uh-huh. if they have a sore throat. It's supposed to bring down inflammation. Really? Yeah, which would have been great 
if it was a Bush's Red Letter oh, Day come on now. about fruit. Come on now. Uh, it's actually a, a, a Bush's Red Letter Day about veg. But anyway, we'll let it pass because it was a very, very good fact. Melji here on Magic with the mighty Bush. Uh, Bush, how's your week been? Hey, Mel, it's been a good week. I've been thinking a lot about the England team. England football team. Now, we know that England yeah. are bad. We're bad at penalties, aren't we? Yeah, Gareth We're just, Southgate. Oh. Gareth Southgate. Loads of people have missed them over the years. Yeah. So they've been trying to do a thing as a team-building experience to deal with pressure situations ahead okay. of the next World Cup or whatever. Right. Uh, and they've gone to an army boot camp. Have they? Which is quite interesting. So England striker Jermaine Defoe says the squad's visit to a Royal Marines boot camp could help the players cope with the emotion of penalty shootouts. Defoe said that having his teammates watching him complete the sheep dip was a pressure moment. So they're doing this thing at the moment where they're involving themselves in pressure moments to try and deal with the pressure of a penalty shootout. And the pressure moment that we're talking about is a sheep dip. Apparently a sheep dip. They dipped him in a sheep dip. Right. So I was just thinking, they don't need to go to all of these ends in terms of dipping people in sheep dips in marine boot camps. I reckon we should come up with some pressure moments that people, normal people get in day-to-day life, put the England players in that situation and see how they deal with it then. Realising that a pineapple is is a fruit, not a veg. That was a pressure moment for me. I certainly felt the pressure. I was sweating <laughs> during that feature. That's for sure. But like, for example, what about trying to get uh, the England players to get a pushchair or a buggy onto a bus oh, when it's busy? Yes! Pressure situation. Yes! Uh, trying to spell um, a number if you have to write a cheque and oh, someone's watching you. Oh, yes. I always forget, not that I write cheques anymore... But when you have to, when you've got someone looking at you and you're trying to spell a number like yes. forty-two, yes. it's very difficult, isn't it? Being in a car on the school run, oh. and there's a blooming person in a Chelsea tractor <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> that is my absolute. I mean, I don't have to do the school run anymore because the nippers are, you know, beyond that. But oh, the memory still. Pressure. Oh, pressure. Put the England players in that situation. Yes. What about get the England players to try and work out uh, a tip? You know the bill at the end? Awful. When one person out of the group who said they weren't going to drink has had three bottles of wine. And, oh. and how do you say that to them, that yes. they should pay a bit more? Yes, that's awful, isn't it? That's a pressure situation. Yes. Uh, trying to thread a needle. <sighs> that is that is my... Oh, that sets me into an absolute fury these I, days. I used to be really good at that when I was at home economics at school. And I tried to do it recently, and I'm terrible. Maybe it's an age thing. <sighs> is it when you get older, you get worse at threading needles? How I cruel. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what another pressure situation is. Um, I don't know, because I'm a bit older than you, Bush, but, oh, it's awful. Um, it's <laughs> awful. It's it's getting uh, the right money out of your purse. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an age thing, isn't it? I find it really pressurising yeah. because I'm fumbling. I used to be able to just go, Dink, and then just get the right coinage. Now it's literally fumble, fumble, fumble. I'm doing that fumbling thing. I find as well, as I get older, the older I get, the more inclined I am to try and give extra change so that I don't break a note like my dad used to do when I was a kid and I'd be like, shut up, dad, just pay with the normal yeah. money oh. rather than, do you want the 20? So I'd have to break the 10. Yes. Waiters and waitresses hate that because it's mathematically really confusing. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a good one, isn't it? So we're trying to put the England football team in pressure situations so they get used to it and then by the time we come to penalties yes. in the next football tournament they'll be yeah. great at it. Now this is a bit of a London based one so forgive me if you don't live in London but this is a London based one where you go up to the barrier to bleep your uh, oyster card uh-huh. on to make your journey on the underground 
and it doesn't work and you've got a big queue behind you. Oh, that's pressure. <laughs> what do you do? Do you Because sometimes you might have overstepped the laser and all you need to do is put your foot backwards and then it'll open. I never realised that till about a week ago. Someone only told me last year. I do. They, I, I flip out and just like run, run amok. It's all, yeah, terrible. I hate that. I hate being responsible for queues behind me. That is my nadir. Uh, what about another pressure situation? Trying to book any form of a train journey when you've got two or three different people travelling with you. That's appalling. Trying to, wor- trying to work it out. That's appalling because they keep taking you back to a place that you don't want to go. Yes. You know what I mean? On the site. On the site, exactly. A place on the site that you should, don't want to be there. We should all go to travel agents. Yes, oh, I'd love all, to. We should have a person that we oh, can go to to do that. I used to love that, going to travel agents. Going there and they've got the old-fashioned computer with the heavy keys. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I used to, do you ever used to book your family holidays on CFAX? We've talked about CFAX before, Bush. No, I've it. told you this before. No, I had nothing to do with CFAX. I didn't know what it was. You could book an entire holiday on CFAX. But how, though? But just by like finding the deal by pressing the reveal button. Oh, he's off again. I'm sorry, we're going to have to play some music. <laughs> you're, st- you're still obsessed with Chalky, aren't you? Freak me right out. Chalky. Chalky. Oh, what is that? That's a really good party trick. What's that called? Sounds like, is that a theremin? It does. Yes, it's like um, the French pop music uh, people, Air. Yes. They do the... Because I've got that noise. You've got your little tiger. We could go, we could go on tour with this. <laughs> Together now? Quite good, isn't it? It's quite soothing. We've got our own magic special effects department. Let's phone Dr. Alex Patterson <laughs> off of the orb and say, yeah, man, we've got some like amazing, like, you know, sounds that you could like sort of loop together and put sort like, of like put out in a, like a 12 inch or something. Nice, it's really big at the moment. So Nineties. special sound effects. <laughs> Bit of dry ice. I love it, mate. <laughs> Did I tell you about the QA I went to? Which I went to the orb to see the gig. Yeah. And there was a Q. There's a QA. There was a QA. Oh, that is so grown up, isn't it? There was a Q&A beforehand with, with... Youth from Killing Joke, wow. who's obviously big mates of the Orb, and Dr. Alex from the Orb. And the question was, I kid you not, it was this guy, it was all guys and me, yeah. and there was this guy, he said, yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Alex, can I just ask you, like, there was a loop that you used in, like, um, uh, never-ending uh, loops into hyperspace, <laughs> where you took, like, a Dave Weatherall sort of thing and then, like, looped it round, and then, like, you sort of, like, looped it up again and then sort of around. And then, and then, and anyway, that was the question. And yeah. then Alex Patterson's response was, "Sorry, man, I, I couldn't quite. Can you ask that question again?" Then he asked the question again. <laughs> Patterson still couldn't understand it. It was so adult, the whole thing. It was basically the only question in the entire Q and A. It was so mid nineties ambient. Trance. I love the idea of a Q and A before a gig. Yes. They should do that more often. It's brilliant. The band sat there on high stools with the pass the mic type situation. Oh, it was brilliant. Ask them a bit of stuff about, you know, making the record and then get on with it. Then it was the gig, uh, during which Youth from Killing Joke, who's obviously great mates of the orb, uh, was painting a picture on a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the best gig ever. Me and my mate Bry, who were massive Orb fans, yeah. massive Orb fans, sat, we were in the fourth row from the front, abs- no, in fact, no, we were second row from the front, absolutely weeping with laughter. It was so good. I love them, though. Get me tickets, I want to see them. The 90s kind of, you know, adult, adult. Were, were they proper states, were they? <sighs> yeah. Brilliant, though. Melgeal Magic, listen. Hmm. I'm straightening up my spine. 
as I get myself ready for Tell Mel. Yeah, you can ask me anything, but don't expect me to give you a kind response. Hey Mel, it's Philippa. The new guy at work keeps using my flask. He must know it's mine as it's got Philippa written across it. What should I do? This is getting stupid. Ooh, Philippa. I don't like the sound of your flask and I don't like the sound of that man in your office. I think you're going to have to take extra measures. I think you're going to have to tie a piece of string around the flask. Wait, lie in wait behind the desk and when you see him approach and go forward with his slobbering lips to 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 cup your flask, then you whip it away and you come out and go, ha ha, I've caught you. Next, please. Hey, Maurice, John here. Listen to this. I believe I can fly. Do you think I'll make it as a professional singer? You are Minnie Ripperton as I live and breathe, John. Go for all the competitions, really put yourself out there. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Zach. Sometimes I have a little sleep on the toilet at work. Does this make me a bad person? I hope you're not falling asleep standing up, Zach. That would be wrong. Are you falling asleep sitting down on the loo? I'm with you, Zach, actually. I'm totally with you. When I'm on the loo, I like to spread out my tweed skirt, sit down and literally let my chin slump forward into my glasses on chains onto my nice woolly jumper. Good, Zach. Very, very good, lad. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more lols and larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.